Hi, I'm Paul Patrick, and at least for now, my wife and I wear our wedding rings on our right hands. Hi, I'm Van Kelly, and my preferred cigarette of choice is Marlboro Lights. What is happening and welcome to our show, Every Day I'm Different. Now on the show, me, Van Kelly, and my co-host, Paul Patrick, we choose two random topics and discuss them in relation to our own experiences and stories. We hope you listeners agree sometimes, disagree sometimes, but always tell us how you feel about this stuff on social media. What is happening, Paul? Not too much. It's been a hell of a week. Uh, It's been a long one. Yeah, yeah. It's only Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. (laughs) Whatever day it is. I don't remember. But... Uh, besides that, besides w- trouble at work, what do you got going on? I, not much. Uh, no? Yeah, life is pretty chill right now. Okay. It's busy. It's very busy. Got to run off from here and do something else later. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. That sounds terrible. It really does. I should stop doing things. <laughs> I've been a big proponent of that for a while, mm. to be honest. I say that to you all the time. You're doing too much stuff. I do too much. Uh, myself, I have started something recently this week that I've been... Putting off for about a year and a half, two years, and I'm really pumped. I am watching the TV show Atlanta. Oh man! Oh, now I got you are you've seen it all. Well, yeah, I've seen okay. It, yeah. How was it pitched to you? Like when people were trying to get you to watch it, what did they used to say about it? I don't remember actually. I just remember uh, I knew of it when the fr- I saw it when the first season came on. Okay, and I I guess it was just pitched to me as Donald Glover. That uh, people knew that I, I'd like Donald Glover. Oh, he's from, an American treasure. Yeah, exactly. From Community, Childish Gambino. And so you hear he's got a sitcom. Uh, I don't think you really call it a sitcom. So that show. That is what I was going to bring up. Yeah. It was pitched to me. And lots of people told me, you know, oh, it's hilarious. It's funny. But yeah, I'm going to tell you, I feel sad about life way more than I feel comical and jovial while I watch that show. I mean, it definitely it makes me fall on the floor laughing sometimes. There's some episodes that are so funny and yet at the same time depressing and awful and horrific and should make you think about what, I mean, this is life. This is, uh, uh, gosh, somebody wrote a song, This Is America. Yeah, somebody uh, did. Yeah. (laughs) I know, like, but even like Yes, racial relations in America are pretty consistently terrible. Yeah. Which is in and of itself an interesting thing to discuss because no other country in the world is diverse as we are, you know? So it's it's like people with unique situations, you know, can we really be said ours is worse or is it just more exponential because we have so many more different cultures and relations and stuff? Hmm. I mean – Maybe we are the most diverse. That's a that's a bold statement. That uh, oh, I don't think it is. I don't know, uh, but I mean, I, I get where you're going. But there certainly is a lot of diversity of other types in other countries in the world. Oh yeah, and our specific brand of racial injustice and uh, and however you want to phrase it is is pretty bad yeah. compared to other places. I think right and yeah no I and it. I think it just it, it might be a show that super entertains you, but hopefully also 
makes you see like this is what life is like for yes. a lot of people. Oh and, yeah, yeah. But like even the, how much have you watched of it? Uh, I just watched Teddy Perkins this morning. Oh, you, yeah. So you're through almost the second. Oh season. yeah, I've, I pretty much binged it this whole week. Well, I was thinking of the first season, the very second episode when he's in jail. Oh, it was a great I mean, episode. Oh, it's terrific, hilarious, but also just like fuck. Right. That is awful. Yeah, but and, no, I'm thinking specifically of the one where. They go to the uh, uh, Ern and his girlfriend Van go to the German festival. Yeah, they break up. Oh yeah, like take away all the racial stuff out of that episode. If that was a episode about any two people of any race or whatever, that's just a sad episode. Yeah, but it just is exploring, you know, humanity in all its different ways. Yeah, I guess that's true. All right, real fast before we move on, favorite character. You know oh, I shit. love discussing favorite characters. Oh man, uh, I love Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, so I love Paperboy. Oh, I mean, really? he's, I love him. Paperboy. Oh, Paperboy. Oh, I'm a Darius Paperboy guy. Working on that paper. Well, oh yeah, no. Darius. Darius is, is. I mean, he's got to be your. Fa- I'm sure. Wait, yeah, you've seen the episode where like uh, uh, Ern needs money. I said, like, oh, yeah, I can get you that money. Oh, and yeah. It's like a weird, like, 10-step trade I'm going to trade up. He yeah. says you want to trade up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how in season oh. two that money comes back. Right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. a big yeah. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I just, I find myself uh, aligning a lot with Darius's viewpoints. Sure. He's when, the popular. Yeah. Is he? I see. I, I, thought, I would think that most people, he's the breakout star, I think. Really? I think so. Oh, okay. Interesting. I would have thought he was the least liked out of everybody. Really? Oh, yeah. No, dude. He's hilarious. He's so random. He's, you know, kind of hard. He's kind of the Kramer of the show, if you want to be a dick about it. Yeah, I guess so. that's kind of true. I just like how uh, the way I'm I'm like deconstructing it is that like life is shitty, and the three guys have like a different way of, of dealing yeah, with it. Absolutely, Ern takes the brunt of it because he can't stand up for himself most of the time. Yeah, Ern's got some issues. Al is lucky, so things just typically turn out well for him. I mean, he's a, he's not just lucky. I mean, he's he's got. I mean, that's not his only characteristic, but I feel like when trouble th- is, is like enters his life, he gets yeah. out of it due to luck most of the time. Uh, keep watching. All right. Uh, and then Darius is detached from society and society expectations, so the bad stuff, do- he doesn't let it affect him. Yeah, he's, yeah. And, it's, and it's all absurd because of that. Yes. That's I why know. he's so terrific. Love but it. Did you see Sorry to Bother You? Oh, I can't wait. Now oh, that yeah. I realize it's the same is, guy. I, mean, I am a huge Luke oh. Stanfield fan now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He no, was also in Get it. Out. I forgot that he yes. was like the creepy guy yeah, in Get yeah. Out. So interesting. Loved it. Uh, people have been telling me for a long time to watch it, so I got on board. Uh, we're going to do a special episode today. Paul, you want to yes. explain what we're going to do? Well, you will know exactly when we recorded this if I tell you that just yesterday uh, the news broke that the FBI has been conducting an investigation of several dozen celebrity wealthy elite for a giant cheating scandal involved in getting their children accepted into the nation's top universities. Celebrities like Lori Laughlin of Full House fame, Felicity Huffman. You all, you know this story. You've heard this. You're not yes. getting your news from us. Before, you, you've heard this story. Before we get into it, I just want to make one like aesthetic comment okay. in that how the fuck did whatever her name is, Felicity Huffman, become yeah. the name behind that when 
William H. Macy is part that of That is like, so bizarre. All right, that's a weird thing. And everybody's talking about it this morning. I'm sure there's been explanations. Okay. But, like, in all the transcripts, um, he's labeled as just spouse. And he says stuff. Like, his his words are out there in the transcripts of, yeah. of you know, taped recordings. But it's always just spouse. What I've, I've heard a couple of things. I've heard either um, he never said anything incriminating is one thing or okay. um, no money came from him directly or something like yeah. that. There's definitely something where but if, if he's married, not on the line. it's their money. It's not his or hers. I, I mean, apparently Lori Laughlin and her husband, the husband is all over it saying, we're doing this. Yeah. Like, he's incriminated. Right. But maybe there's nothing to directly tie William H. Yeah, he knew about it, obviously. I don't know. Can he be charged as an accessory? Welcome to Poorly Researched Legal Topics yeah. with Paul and hey. You'll never get a, a well-researched legal topic out of me, ever. <laughs> we could okay. have at least Googled it. Nah. But, uh, yeah. Shooting from the hip, baby. That, yeah, you're right. That's one of the weirder things to me about okay. this whole thing is William Mitch Macy. And, I don't know, man. Like, we can talk about the full scandal in a second, but yeah. my first reaction is I'm just kind of disappointed in William H. Macy. <laughs> like, I, I always liked okay. him yeah, so well, much. Yeah, we'll get into that, but uh, just so our listeners know, we won't be doing two topics today. We're going to keep it short and topical. Yeah. Uh, hence the little Atlanta intro. It wasn't really a topic. Maybe we'll talk about that as a show in general when I finish it. I would love to rewatch it and go over it with you. Yeah, absolutely. Watch as we transform this into the Atlanta <laughs> Rewatch podcast. So, uh... What should we call our new podcast? Uh, All right, go ahead. Yeah. Um, what did you – it was your idea, this yeah. topic. So what did you want to ask me about? Well, I mean, how do you feel about college admissions? We obviously both have um, some decent experience both yes. with college students. We both have had experience with high school students. We are – we've been to college ourselves. We are familiar with the process. So yes. what was your reaction to this news that – Celebrities have been bribing their kids into school. My first thought was, duh. Yeah, sure. Right? Okay. I, me and you are smart guys. We read a lot of stuff about our profession and things. It's, it's no uh, secret to a lot of professors and stuff that college has become like the next evolutionary is the wrong word, but the next step in the educational system for the upper middle class to high class people. Right. It's almost like a status thing, which is very, very sad. Especially if you look at the storied history of our country of the amazing ideas of people who came from the lower rungs of society. Yeah. Like that's what makes America so great. And it's, it's sad to think about that it's going on to such degree, but I ask a lot of people that I've talked to about this, what do you think is the difference between this and donations that have been happening forever? Well, and and that's sort of what I don't get. Like if you're a celebrity and you just not donated and donated, they probably would have been accepted anyway. I don't see why they had to jump to the next level of like documentation and, and I'm not even sure. Is it against the law? Like, are there laws about like a, a university is a business? Well, what I'm understanding about this case is that the bribes were a lot of them in the form of tax deductible donations to mm-hmm. some fake charity or something. Okay. So I got to think that's a lot of the issue. So the money necessarily wasn't going towards the the. Oh no, it's going to individuals. It was going, going to pockets. these guys who 
Um, they are now cooperating witnesses, I guess, yeah. but they were the ones facilitating uh, cheating on SATs or right. at the very least signing kids up for accommodations on their okay. SATs and shit that well, they probably wouldn't have gotten. Anyway. My next my next question would be, what are we going to not accept all high school kids who cheat on things then? Because then our population of college would be zero. See, yeah, it, it's a weird – it's a weird story to come out because we as a nation can have all of this moral outrage about it. And yet, when we really look at it, we have to examine how this kind of thing has always been going on. It's there like, have been countless articles since yesterday when this broke right. about how, hey, fuckers, uh, college admission has never been a meritocracy. Right. You know, we've got this illusion that, you know, you work hard enough and anybody can get into Harvard. Anybody can get into Yale. But at the same time, it has never, never been a secret that that right. the wealthy are going to get into those schools. Yeah, it's like everything that was done and came to light under Operation Varsity Blues. I can't believe that was the name. What? These motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, I love it. No, I love that. I don't know. Come it's on. Like, have a little sense of humor. No, I, but we have a sense of humor about everything. And all okay. of a sudden, like, we're calling fucking... Uh, whatever. All right, okay. fine. Yeah. <laughs> what, do they show up in a whipped cream bikini at uh, Lori Laughlin's uh, airport raid or whatever? Uh, that This college admission student gets a tan of <laughs> um, everything that came out in that that report has been done, just not to that degree or not that level. Or just not – I mean there was an article this morning about the difference between bribery and donation to a school. Yeah. Um, and then – this is going to be fucking weird, but uh, I was listening to the Howard Stern show this, show this morning. <laughs> and uh, one of their uh, characters on there was talking about he used to work for – uh, Princeton Review, uh-huh. so like SAT prep and all this shit. And he said there was three ways people get into schools. The front door, where you take the tests, you do the work, you write the essays, you get the grades. The stereotype. Right, okay. exactly. The way you're supposed to get into yeah, a school. Exactly. Um, then there was the back door, which that would be your parent donates uh, enough to Princeton. Or for, you know somebody who knows somebody. Right. Yes. A exactly. favor. Let's call it a right. favor. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You, you've donated enough money. Uh, like George fucking W. Bush yes. went to Yale. Exactly. Uh, there's, you know, he didn't belong at Yale, right. you know? Um, and then the, they said the side door was this, the bribery, uh, the cheating that occurred, but... Um, I'm guessing, you know, I, I need to look, we need to look more into these charges, what are the federal charges were. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know, he said that for years people have been getting in the back door and the side door. Um, so, yeah, my initial reaction is like, well, what the fuck? This is, it's just more clear cut that the wealthy in this country are that much divided from the rest of us. And it's, the rest of us don't have a chance. Yeah. And there is no clawing our way out of, of poverty. Uh, there's no opportunity. I, I would disagree with that. I would yeah. just say it heavily stacks the deck against us. You know? Yeah, but at a certain point... You know, you and I have both played a lot of poker. When the deck yeah. is stacked against you, that is there's true. no coming back from certain things. That's true. You know, if somebody is uh, is high stacked. Yeah. 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 So um, I just want to make one point about what you said versus the money going into the pockets of individuals versus towards the school. Yeah. Not to steal a quote from the American classic Independence Day, but if you remember <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's father when Jeff Goldblum can't believe the uh, eccentricities and the – Affluence involved with Area 51, where they right, go. Right. His dad goes, well, what do you think? You know, the government takes all this this tax money from us. You think they spend $40,000 on a toilet seat, $50,000 on a hammer? 
It's the same thing with, with colleges. Like, imagine how much donation Harvard gets in a year. Do you think yeah. we're spending all of that? Even legitimate money. Sure. You know? I got I to gotta imagine that they've always been pocketing stuff. Well, maybe not pocketing, a, but bonuses. And, right. Which, you know, who knows pocketing. how much the president of Harvard gets a year. Yeah, off the you books. Know. You know how much <laughs> our president gets. Yeah. And for our level school. For our area, it's outrageous and awful, and yeah. they still joke about it, and they're fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, see, I, I don't know. It's just we've set ourselves up in this scenario where, like, the powerful is the rich, and the rich is the powerful. Yeah. So rich people don't want to give up power, and powerful people don't want to give up power. And if the two most influential groups are the ones controlling both of those commodities, how the fuck? Why would they ever give up any? And it is it is led to an existential crisis within me. Of a okay, sort. if this is the case, and it's just um, nakedly revealed now that yeah. this is how it's always worked that you you don't work hard to get into a good school. You yeah. just have to have enough money. So then, what is the point of our job? What are we actually educating anybody and teaching anybody? And are, is the education that we are giving? actually benefiting anybody to to improve their station in life like are we a, a, an actual pit stop on the road to improvement or are we just simply checking a box uh, and uh, here's your McDonald's job I mean not literally right. but you know here's the the level that this is the level to which you've risen because of where yeah. you were already and we are giving you a check mark and here's your diploma and enjoy your $80,000 so, job a year so my <sighs> My, uh, well, my stance on that would be, I guess, and, and, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but the way I'm interpreting the scenario and what you're talking about is, so the dynamics have changed. We have so many colleges in this country that it's not like this is happening for every position at every college and every division across the country, right? Yeah. Yeah. There are still colleges that, without a doubt, you can get into on your merits and everything. Yeah. But if that does exist, to me, that just shifts the dynamic of what is expected between teacher, student, and college or school, okay? Mm -hmm. It used to be, yes, like, let's say I have no skills. I'm going to rely on my teachers and my professors to build that up to a level that is universally accepted as ready to work in the real world. Okay. And then sort of from that platform, you showed initiative, you showed you could bring money to a company, you showed your worth. Now it's almost like you've got to sh show your worth in the classroom. You just can't be a passive student anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like you've got to make things happen for yourself and we are more just kind of opening the doors to let them explore and do that. Okay. Whereas before, just giving them the notes and giving them the tests and saying, do it this way, would have got them into that realm of where everybody is. But now because there's a second tier, it's like you've got to take some responsibility for yourself. Not that stu some students have always done that. Yeah. But now it's like to succeed at all, you just can't be a, 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 a Passerby, you know, okay. you can't passively let education be given to you. You've got to take it and do something with it yourself. Is that fair? Is that not fair? Who's to say? But I think that's sort of where we've gotten to. I know when I went through college, I was so I was so passive about my education. Sure, me too. I was not making moves to do anything like that. Right. But in the back of my head, and now I'm a white guy, so that's unfair for me to talk about across the board. But for yeah. myself. 
Had I actively taken part in stuff, I think I could have gotten into an Ivy League school. I think I could have been competitive with these people who are getting a lot of unfair shakes. I don't know. I or would say fair I would say maybe. Okay. Um, how, how many uh, how many students? Well, I guess that's a, a, an unfair question. So yeah. I, I used to teach high school. Okay. And um, in when I did teach high school, I think I maybe knew one. Two students who got into Ivy League. One student, my first year that I was a high school teacher, uh-huh. one of my kids uh, went to Harvard, but he was the most brilliant kid I've ever seen. Okay. Took like 10 AP classes. Right. Half of them he hadn't actually taken the class. He just took yeah. the test and got a five on it. Okay. Got the top score you could get. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He, he got into Harvard, but I, so I don't I know. So I don't know any students who, yeah. uh, through my personal life, through... Students I teach in college that have brothers or sisters, none that I know have gone to Ivy League. I know two guys I went to high school with who got into Ivy League, Cornell yeah. and Harvard. Okay. And if you put me up toe-to-toe with them in certain subjects, I was as smart as these guys. Okay. What got these guys in is they were both very charming. They were both very personable. They both okay. had drives to do things beyond what was expected of them. And I'm sure that's a big key. Right. And, yeah, and see, no that's guess. sort of what I'm talking about. I, I I really think, if you're looking at the two groups, the the rich, entitled, who don't belong there, period, yeah. and then the rest of the general population, I think the Ivy Leagues and the top schools are going more towards the, okay, you may not be the smartest, but can you start a business yourself? Can you come up with a new style of art that hasn't been done. Yeah. You know? So those people who are willing to take risks and become active managers of their own destiny, their own education, I think they still have a, not a great shot, but one that was always like considered realistic to get into a, a Ivy League school or top tier school. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess um, another question I've got is once they're into those schools, does it matter? And how are – you know, I think you and I are at a unique position to to view how kids, how students uh, in colleges uh-huh. are, how they view their own education. I think that we teach community college. It is definitely a, a different sort of view. Yes. Uh, so my other thing I want to talk about, are you aware of Lori Laughlin's daughter, the one that she did all this for? She's a YouTube star. She's a YouTube star who had these like YouTube videos about how much she hates school. Yeah. And she was going to go try to talk to the dean about getting out of some classes or some bullshit. Right. And then she posted another follow-up apologizing. Right. For, oh, that was, that was a dumb thing to say. No, yes. that's that's what you're. That's the only reason you're there. And you're there that's party. how you truly feel. Right. Like, you can yeah. apologize all you want, but right. I know that's how you Truly you're there for game day. You're there to so, party. I went to University of Georgia for a while, and absolutely, there were a, a ton of kids. That's the only reason that they were at school. Oh, they yeah. were not there for classes. They were not there right. to get an education. They were there to party. Yeah. And yeah, you, you're right. It's that college is now the next step of mm-hmm. status. You have to do it. It's a thing that right. you just you do, and you do it so you can go party and, and drink and hang out. And, yeah. Yeah. So in that. To me, that fault lies in the um, the businesses. They're the ones who require the the uh, four year degree or the master's degree yeah. or whatever. You know, I'm sure they've been made aware that colleges is, and I'm sure they know from dealing with the people they hire. College is not necessarily making you uh, uh, ready for that, yeah. but it should be. 
so how can you blame the students if you say, all right, if you want to be a lawyer, right. you've got to go to college whether you respect college or not. Yeah. To me, that's sort of like, I hate physical labor, but I really want to serve my country in the army. All right, yeah. fuck it. I'll go do the, the boot camp just so I can become, you know, like an engineer or something. Yeah. Like you want to serve your country and what you're good at, but you know that the step to get there is boot camp, even though you don't like boot camp. And that's the problem lies, I think, with the people who are hiring people out of college. If you're not learning anything in college, you don't have to go there, then stop only hiring people who have four-year degrees. And yes. Stuff, and, and what what was the shift where, you know, I feel like when we were kids, at least, mm-hmm. it was, you know, certain jobs, you at least have to have a high school diploma. But these days, yeah. it's, you have to have a college diploma for right. those jobs. so bizarre. And so many of the college diplomas, they're not specialized, you know. Right. Uh, Communications. I remember, okay. Or how about, you know, I'm a Latin teacher. So oh, okay. yeah. in college, I was a classics major. Right. And I just recently heard heard a story about how a friend of my dad's heard that I was a classics major and this dude like lost his mind and was like, how could you let your son do that? How could you, what is he going to do for a living? You know, and be yeah. a lawyer. If uh, well, you wanted to, I could have, I could have gone drive. to law school, Absolutely. med school, whatever. But yeah, maybe is there something about the college system where I will never not defend humanities, and we, we absolutely need those programs out there. But what is it about? Students and, and, and college students these days that they don't put the value in those. And so whatever, it's just I a think, joke. And I, they're just going to party. kids and are like water rising to the even level. We as adults and business owners and business managers make it a joke so they rise to that level. They view it as inconsequential because we allow it to be inconsequential okay. maybe. So, yeah, so then it's our fault. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I forget. You know movies about as well as I do and stuff. There's a very famous – not famous, but a very uh, uh, oft-quoted line that resonates with me and maybe you can pick it out. I can't recall, but there's like some manager of something uh, or a partner at like a flaw firm or something and they say, give me them young, dumb, like right out of high school. I will take those people over a six-year college degree MBA any day. Oh, shit. I don't know the movie. It might be Boiler Room. It might be that Ben Affleck uh, uh, speech in Boiler Room. Yeah. But that just resonates so so well with me because you may not be the smartest kid, but but you know – what you want and you're willing to work for it. Yeah. So once you have that drive and you've pinpointed what you want to do, I think it's so much easier to come off as an intelligent person in that category. Yes. Versus somebody who's just been gone partying and and coasting through with C's at Harvard. Right. You're really telling me you want that person over the hard worker who knows what they want right out of high school? You know, I'm not saying give a person a job in a law firm right out of high school. Put him right. in a fucking mailroom. Give right. him a, a Jimmy, slipping Jimmy from uh, Better Call Saul, right? <laughs> or Michael J. Fox in The Secret of My Success. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Work his way up from the mailroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, maybe let's, let me leave you with one last one last thought. Okay. The problem with colleges, and this is why we, we could get into college sports. We could get into... I think know, we have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's so, so many aspects of how fucked up colleges are today. And does it come down to capitalism is evil? Does it come down to the almighty dollar? And the reason why this bullshit is able to happen is that only all anybody cares about is money. And, and money, money, money. And money is power. And power is money. So, yes, I think yes. 
<laughs> which I don't have much else to expound sure. on that. It's, it's just more our overall, you know, fuck capitalism and yeah. why do you need all this money? You know, because the, the money that was going to these people getting bribed, like they were just filling their pockets with that hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. If somebody gave me $75,000 right now, I mean, mm-hmm. would I say, wait, where's the rest of it? Yeah. Like $75,000 is a, if someone just gave that to me, that's a giant chunk. And I wouldn't be able to do shit with that. Well, I mean, no, I would. But, you know, I, I, I couldn't. I a couldn't lot of foresee. stress would be gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I can't foresee now thinking, all right, where's my other $500,000? Yeah. And, like, how much do you need? How much do we need? Ah, uh, that's, uh, I mean, I got to tell you, if I found a pound of free weed on the street, I'd be like, oh, sweet. Like, now I have a pound of free weed. But then, you yeah. know, when that ran out, I would probably want another one. I, I think it's human nature. I, I think you're right that it is. It's fucked up human nature. It's fucked up human nature. Like, but this I is trying to get through to our personalities, and I will not understand that. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I, I love money. Enough. I've talked about this on my, you know, I was raised where, like, you do something good, like, love is shown sort yeah. of through monetary gifts or respect not really love i was always love but respect and admiration and like uh uh you know feeling good about the job you've done is related to money monetary yeah. things yeah and if you grew up like that right you know it's it's you're not wrong about that but just yeah. in terms of looking around do i have everything i want you know no i i, no. I, I like a new laptop i'd uh, like a new pair of shoes. I'd like to go on vacation every weekend. These are the but things you want? <laughs> at, well, I'm just saying. I'm okay. just looking around. That me. last one got a little better. But uh, but I also have what I need. And, yeah. I, that, and that is far more than most Americans can say right now. Yeah. And so not only am I extremely lucky, but... I, I just don't know why why is it why is money happiness to so many people and maybe it's what, uh, like can't there be a limit okay so I know for myself at least uh, and this may not be true uh, a therapist may tell me different later in my life yeah but when I get sad I think because of the way I was raised when I'm like down in the dumps or something I feel better when I spend money which is a big problem in my life don't get me wrong yeah. but if a lot of these guys feel the same way maybe they are depressed maybe they do realize what they're doing is fucked up and how they cope with it is by spending the money and then you get more sad and then it becomes like a cycle yeah. you know you feel bad about being dirty and corrupt so you spend more money to forget about that and then it becomes a, a cycle but to me it's just like can't you they either don't want to see it or they're okay with it, but if it continues like this, the wealth divide and the the upper class is going to be so like it's going to ruin the country. And then, are you really going to be happy being a billionaire, millionaire on top of a country that is just burning from within? The king of the pile of the ashes—is that really what you want to be? Do you care about your family because you're leaving a world for them where shit's fucked up? Uh, yeah. At what point are the poor going to rise up and? There's going to be mass executions of the rich in the street. It's, you know? it, it's scary. But, I mean, that is the biggest divide in our country. You yeah. talk about race and all you want with that. Yeah. But there are but there are wealthy black people. There are wealthy Hispanic people. There are wealthy of all kinds. And there are poor of all kinds. But there are not wealthy poor people. And there are not poor And who is it who benefits people. from the racial divides, you know? Yeah. It, it's uh, – obviously, this is all surface-level bullshit that – you know, we're not necessarily saying anything reinventing the wheel other than why, why, why? And 
maybe I should spend my life figuring that out and working towards... I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to go volunteer Greenpeace for the rest of your life? I, I don't know. You know? Start murdering somebody, billionaires. Somebody I'm going to murder Paul, billionaires. That's what I'm going to do. Somebody somewhere, Paul, is looking at you and going... Why the fuck does that guy need another sweater? He's got enough sweaters, you know? <laughs> I need a sweater. Why Why can't he be yeah. happy with his $50,000, $60,000 a year? Right. You know? Yo, you're right. You're so absolutely right. The grass right. is always greener. And whatever, yeah. if you're a millionaire, you want to be that billionaire. And if you're a billionaire, you want to be the top billionaire. So I, I, I think I am being absolutely truthful in saying I have zero desire to be a millionaire. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's that certain level. There's that limit oh. of like at a certain point, your stress goes way down. I disagree. If I'm at that point, I'm good. A million dollars, I could retire tomorrow. I don't want to retire tomorrow. Oh, see, I do. Yeah, see, that's I, I don't want to retire. I'm happy retire to and write my book and live Hemingway lifestyle. Wake up, go fishing, drink, read, repeat. Well, you know, or maybe drink, if write, we repeat. can do something about a national, what is it called, universal income, and we can get rid of all these bullshit jobs. We're just tying this podcast yeah, back together. I'm with it. So. Uh, well, time's about up, Paul, so yep. why don't you tell people where they can find us and tell us up. why we're wrong about this. On Twitter and tell us how much you want to take my sweaters at <laughs> EDID Podcast and go to Facebook. Every day I'm different. Uh, for Paul Patrick, I'm Van Kelly. Thanks for listening, guys. Take it easy.